sweat just to cast checks working from sunrise to set every day get challenged uh, no trade the talent <laughs> hello everyone thank you for tuning in to the uh, Mistakes for Me podcast. Uh, I'm I'm Rudy. Uh, with me today are Al and Justin. Say hello, Al and Justin. Hi, Rudy. Hello, Al and Justin. Hey. This is not Dan's podcast. <laughs> oh, you're right. Oh. Oops. Way to go. We're gonna get Dan. Where's now. Ken? Gonna... Where is Ken? <laughs> Where is Ken? Sorry, I have one job on the show, and it's to repeat what Rudy says. <laughs> That's what he's playing. I did not tell him to say that, uh, <laughs> nor would I ever have had told him to say that. I'm just <laughs> one person, and may have his own uh, opinions. Whether he does or not is his own business, I guess. <laughs> whether they are right or not is my own business. I have them. Well, no, whether they are right or not is my business, but you're allowed to have them. Mm, I see. <laughs> no, 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 sorry. That's his job. I'm trying not to. I'm trying to be positive. All right. Well, today on the show, <laughs> we're going to be talking about uh, the new stuff for the new year. It's 2017. We have a new gaining grounds document, all updated in spiffy. We have some errata that came out. Some uh, just gross, crazy, sweeping errata that just changes the entire game. So we're going to talk about that, too. It's pretty big. I mean, compared to our previous erratas, there's a lot going on. There's some serious stuff in here, guys. So serious that we finally got to the point where, as a community, we wanted to pitch in and go in on one big order for uh, errata cards. There are big enough changes that we're just going to be like, eh, I'll print them out, whatever. I should probably read those. Uh, I pulled them up. I should probably read those. (laughs) (laughs) I was just going to keep playing with my stuff that I had, but did Seamus get errated? Probably for the best. I mean, uh, whether, whether I mean, if you're playing Terra, you're probably going to watch your new cards. If you're playing, uh, the say, the guild and using Ostringers, just use your old ones. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's how that works. Terra was bookkeeping. It's Lucius that needs new stuff. Oh, yeah. If you're playing Lucius, you absolutely want those new cards. Oh, yeah. You will need a new uh, Dead of Winter upgrade, though, for Terra. <laughs> Anyway, well, that's a nice service that you get and get new cards. I've got to decide what crews I'm playing, then I can get cards for them if I need them. So, <laughs> oh, that would that'll be an, that's an interesting like first topic. What? Pickle Rudy, I'm flip flopping. Yeah, I've decided to move away from the guild again. Uh, and the 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 new current resting place for Rudy and his and his game and his bag uh, is. Uh, drum roll, please. Digga, digga, digga. Uh, the, the Thunders, the Ten Thunders. I've gone back to the Ten Thunders because I miss them. Yeah. Um, All right. And uh, part of that was because Justin uh, Christmased me a Yasunori. Fancy. I did uh, three hundred bucks for the sale. And uh, <laughs> he was he was close, so he, so he threw a couple things on that he knew that I wanted and could not afford. Uh, and as the Yasu, one of those things was the Yasunori, and so I was like looking at the Yasunori and thinking about the crews that I played, and I have come up with what I am calling the Jacob Lynch perfect cell list, which is a uh, reference to uh, Dragon Ball Z. All in right. that sort of, I've, I've had my Jacob Lynch in his early cell form. I had a imperfect cell where I played with Yasunori and not the other thing that's going to make it the perfect cell list. 
and now I am just waiting for a shadowy emissary to make the the perfect uh, the perfect amount of bullshit. Going to be wonderful. I'm pumped. Sounds exciting. I I am frightened to see what that list will turn out to be. <laughs> you caused uh, it, Justin. It's your fault. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, basically, the, the, basically, I I, I drop. Uh, I, I was running Tannen and the Swordsman, right? Two. It was two illuminated, two Ten Thunders Brothers, Tannen Swordsman. Uh, or sorry, uh, Lone Swordsman. Yeah. And uh, I figure if I drop Tannen, no, not Tannen, Graves, Graves, Swordsman, Illuminated, Ten Thunders Brothers. Uh, so if I drop Graves and I replace him with the Shadowy Emissary, which is basically the same thing, not at all, but I can then <laughs> shoot from range with minimum damage three instead of having to charge people. I get rid of the Black Blood concerning uh, Aura for people who I push it into. Uh, and I gain uh, the ability to get out fast. So like my pushing is more is more consistent. I don't have to put him places where I don't necessarily want him. And I'm giving out fast to things with upgrades. Um, and then I swap out the Lone Swordsman for a different as Yasunori, who can charge over uh, people, over walls. He's got better ways to place. He doesn't have the ability to reactivate, but if I'm giving him fast or he's getting his triggers, he's taking as many attacks as uh, the Lone Swordsman would have. Yeah. And he's got the ability to doctor the top of his deck with Great Sage or given out uh, minion attacks and uh, uh, illuminated is near something and, will, and able to kill something, which is all fantastic. All I lose is, I think, one addition. I lose one of my 10 Thunder Spells from the upgrade. All right. I loved that it. Is played, it Jacob Lynch list? Yeah, you played it? I played it with... Uh, I, I gave up Graves and uh, the Swordsman for Yasunori and uh, Katanaka Sniper. And it was it was pretty solid. Um, I'm excited to throw the Shadow Emissary in it. I think it's going to be a real punch in the dick. <laughs> yeah, I played uh, New Lucius against it, and it absolutely destroyed me. But I think that was more about me testing out a whole bunch of new things with Lucius. New Lucius well, is the awesome. Fact that you weren't ready for the Asinori bomb, right? Like I was not. I did not expect that. Because like, what okay, I, I knew it was going to be dangerous, so I took setup on it, and then it just destroyed me. <laughs> well, what had happened was uh, he had put a couple things relatively close to each other, and Yasunori's triggers say take this attack again. It doesn't say this attack can't declare triggers, and it doesn't say this attack must target the same target. So I charge a guard sergeant. I hit him once. I trigger the first thing. I make an attack against a secondary target. I trigger again. I make the same attack against the secondary target. I make the second tech on charge on the first target and kill both of them. I take four attacks on a charge, killing two things with a positive twist to attack. And I think I score something like three aces out of the deal, too. So at the end of the turn, I can discard those aces with Lynch and do six damage for free. Wow. That's a lot of aces, man. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. No, the cool thing about it is I can look at three cards. I, I'm I'm looking at the three cards, so I'm doctoring my first attack. And yeah. then I'm flipping two cards on every attack I do, which is looking at potentially eight cards. If any of them are aces, they go in my hand. I do damage, which is one to two cards per flip, or two to three cards per flip if they've got hard to wound, and I'm getting any aces off of that. So I'm making t- ten attacks on my turn, or eight attacks on my turn. Or, sorry. 
I'm looking at eight cards on my turn. And if I'm hitting, that's an additional four to eight. It was terrifying. It was good. It was real good. I liked it. I liked it a lot. All right. I'll have to check it out uh, with my Jacob Lynch. Uh, cool. Hey, you do have uh, Shenlong, right? I do have Shenlong. The right. only Thunder's Masters I don't. The only Thunder's Master I don't have right now is uh, Yun Lo, and I'm and I'm thinking about it. Adam from Cheated Fates has me thinking about it. He's uh he's fun the the Yon Low, I've had fun with him. He's not really my cup of tea, but uh, the lightning jump is great. It's a lot of interesting interactions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It does seem uh, interesting though. Yeah. Apparently the emissary is a must-have. Yeah, the emissary looks real good with him for sure. All right, well, so that's Jacob Lynch. With the errata. Wait, he didn't get errata. Why are we talking about him? That wasn't errata. I'm so confused. Wait. I was just excited to talk about it. Oh, you just (laughs) love Jacob Lynch. All right. Uh, Do you want the other side, the other side Kickstarter update so far? Uh, Sure. Let's do that before we get into the, uh, yeah, before we get into the the Malifaux. Eight days away from the end of the campaign. We are at $264,720 pledged. Uh, we are definitely funded. That makes sense to me. Um, and if we can get an additional, what is that? Uh, $10,280 pledged, we'll get to the $275,000, um, whatchamacallit, it? what is that thing called? Stretch goal. Stretch goal. And which is new uh, adjunct models. We got a free adjunct, adjunct model. Models. At this point, we've gotten some stretch goals unlocked. If we, we haven't talked about it in forever, so you're already getting a second with your $160 privilege. You're getting the box, a Titan, and then another commander. Oh no, adjuncts at 300,000. So we'd actually need uh, an additional 25,000 on top of that. What do we get at the 27? There's no, there's no 275. It goes yeah, from two, 250. Oh, okay. Wow. I'm pretty sure. At least that's what the one on the the Kickstarter updated update shows on the map. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, they've changed the map a couple times, so they've been tweaking it. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, so a little bit of ways to go to get there, but with the last couple days stretch there, you might, we'll probably. Well, get I know. That at I least. think Justin and I need to update ours to add the add-ons that we need to add on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do it. So we uh, some stretch as we get closer to the end of the thing, people might start doing that. We might see a little bit of a surge. Yeah, um, usually so Kickstarters how... will get a surge at the end. I don't know. I don't think we're going to get to 500. That would be a huge surge. But I think we, we can get some adjuncts, hopefully. Yeah, that'd be cool. They're adjuncts, basically. Uh, check to make sure that the, I think that they already talked about the adjuncts in the updates. If they haven't. The 375, though. Oh, free champions. That would be good. The champions. Weird, I can get that weird uh, look fun. Luck leech thing. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there's some good models. Also, the the big thing that's changed is that basically they're gonna they've guaranteed they're gonna produce everything by basically making everything add on all the add-ons available. Yep. So that means they're making molds for all these models for the Kickstarter. I don't know if that I don't know how they're gonna handle shipping if they're gonna ship everything at once or hold stuff or what but uh 
because I, I don't know if it's going to affect the delivery. December, so it's yeah. like we they've got they've got some months to figure it out if they need them. Yep. So hopefully they they I'm sure they've taken that into account when they've added these molds. Uh, I guess if they're planning on doing it as stretch goals anyway, they probably already had it in the works. Honestly, it seems do you like know where I find the add-ons page. It's right on the front of the Kickstarter. No, you should be able to see them right on the front. Yeah, you, you just scroll down. You away. don't. You can't like click add-ons in this. Basically, you add money to the campaign, and then at the end, they'll send out a thing that's like select all how you right. want to spend your money, and give us more money if you want because you forgot to. So, uh, yeah, there's lots of stuff that looks real fun in this game. So, check it out. Because I gotta buy. I think I gotta buy. Uh, I think I gotta get the. Uh, the the dual faction com- or dual alliance commander allegiance yep. commander so what what allegiance are you doing really? something for the um you're doing uh, the gibbering horde cult right in order to slot in right you're getting the dual commander gibbering horde cult uh no justin are splitting dual commander he's going with oh Abyssinia. no but you're I'm getting the with... So there's the dual commander pledge level. Yeah, that's the dual commander, though. (laughs) That's what he's called. Oh, you're going kings. That's right. The the thing is the the dual the the commanders that can play in both are called dual commanders. (laughs) So you that's what. Sorry, did that make sense, Rudy? I hear what you're saying. All right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, because it's the it's a dual allegiance commander, and then the pledge level is also the dual commander. So it's confusing. (laughs) Weird. Commander Pledge, I want to buy the multi-allegiance lead uh, yeah. Titan leader thing. Who is awesome. Which will allow me to hire in one squad's worth of cult uh, models. And yeah, I'm wondering what squad of cult mods. No, it's up I to want. half of your script you can spend. Oh, half your, yeah, half your things, right? Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. you could get, you should probably buy a bunch of cult stuff too. But it can't be, like, it can't be a champion or a Titan, right? So I'd have to yeah, do it has to a be... Doomseeker ECB Black Ops. The Deuce, the 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 Doom Seekers, man. I played against those yesterday uh, on a live stream game with Dan. You guys can check it out on the Kickstarter. They are real nice. tough, real tough. The Doom Seekers. <laughs> Is there a card for them online? Uh, you know, I don't know, but uh, we you if you watch the live stream, you can see it. Uh, Dan, it'll pop That's up true. on there. But uh, the live that's it's a weird position because the play testers were doing live streams and so many cards are online now on the kickstarter that it's like i'm not really sure what i can talk about yet and stuff so like stratagems just got posted champions have been posted more squad but you know <laughs> oh, there's, a, there's a page on the on the weird website that has all yeah there. that is all the published ones so uh-huh. you can go check stuff out there yeah like the adjuncts are already posted so that's the next stretch goal, and with those you get it's basically like a an upgrade for a squad. So it's a, they all cost one script. Just I think it's it's a feature to like help you balance your list out. You know, if you're at twenty four yeah. and you if you're at forty nine, need to spend one more, but you don't want to get any more assets. You can upgrade a squad with the adjuncts. Yeah, mm-hmm. basically you replace a the, model. I think the adjuncts. Some of them have have things that they're like they're like upgrades to squads. That's uh, literally what I said 20 uh, seconds ago. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, so you buy them, uh, and then they you replace one of the models with the adjunct model, and it's got different abilities, and the ability to soak up an extra damage, and 
can be reinforced and everything. So pretty cool. Yeah. The one that the one that my faction gets actually has a if you win by three or more, you get a trigger that lets you make the attack again, which is awesome. Yep. Yep. That is pretty good. One time. I'm into it. I'm into this game. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. I love the King's Empire sharpshooter. I haven't read the card. I don't know what it does, but it's a sharpshooter, and I want them. So yeah, it's got <laughs> long rifles, so that's good. Six strength versus defense, twenty-four inch strength, three hit. Plus, you get uh, plus one attack value for your other stuff, which is good. You know. The other good thing about the Doomseeker uh, characters would be that their models would be great for Shadowrun tabletops to do like street magic mage, mages. If you're looking for good other uses, the uh, what are they called? The Black Ops. Those models are awesome. I've, I'm not even going to get caught and I'm thinking about picking that up just because they are fantastic. Oh. They are so pretty. Where's that? I was on that page. Where's that at? <laughs> that was they, they're like, they're like they perfect, uh, like uh, through the breach models for sure. There's yeah. a granny with a flamethrower lighting her cigarette and <laughs> all sorts of fun stuff. So if you're not interested, their card has not been released yet. Oh, yeah. We didn't play with that in the uh, game. So. Not Sorry, be able to see those. I'm sure they'll come up soon, though. Cool. They look awesome. Shall we get All into right. the meat of it? Yeah, so that's the Kickstarter. Awesome. This game's going to be fun. I'm very excited about this game. Right. Like, everyone who I've heard of playing, like, Dan can't stop raving about it. He's basically stopped playing Malifaux at this point, which is both terrible and great for our community because, on one hand, uh, we miss him, and he's a great player. And, on the other hand, I, uh, I'm not getting... My face pushed into the dirt on the regular anymore. Yeah, he's uh, moved on to me. <laughs> if you watch the live streaming game, you will understand. <laughs> well, he 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 is also one of the most experienced, like of of the people that we know. He's one of the more experienced other side players, right? Because yeah, he's played a ton of testing games. Playing the game three, uh, so and yeah, it's fun. Uh, cool. Yeah, I think that's going to be an interesting thing, though, for communities is having these two different games and how you sort of balance it with uh, Malifaux yeah. and this. I'm thinking about shrinking my Malifaux connect collection, selling some stuff off that I know yeah. I'm never going to play again just because I'm like, yeah, I know I'm going to play this game and I want to make room. Right. So I'm wondering, I'm wondering about that myself. Like, I, I, I know I've threatened it in the past. Mm hmm. Uh, I, and I'm continuing. Yeah, I even have stuff. The problem is every time, my, every time in, I think about it out loud, uh, Dan's like, "I mean, if you're gonna, if you're not gonna, if, it, if don't, don't sell it, hold on to it." You know, and I was like, uh, "It's hard." Yeah, because he's well, also I selling stuff. some stuff off. Yeah. stuff for a game he doesn't play anymore. You know. Yeah, I have stuff in like boxes that I'm. That's what I'm more talking about. Is like I don't, I'm not, I don't need this model. Like I'm not gonna play, like this model. You know, I just know, you know, like I bought a Shenlong box. Like when I traded in my magic collection and got a ton of store credit, I bought a bunch of boxes. And it's like, I'm not actually going to play these. I have no interest in it. So I'll just get rid of it before I open it, you know. So, but I'll still have plenty because I have a ton of stuff from Malifaux. So that's the other thing. It's like I could sell half my collection and still have a ton Much, of stuff. Yeah, yeah right. like. <laughs> I feel like. 
feel like if I was going to if I was going to move, I should get rid of my Rezzers because I don't really play them. But I would keep McMorning and and uh, yeah. And so it's like yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting. Like I've got stuff that I play mental. very rarely. Yeah. And the stuff that I play very rarely, I still like to play those rare occasions. I guess I don't know. Like uh, the Neverborn, I've been wanting to get back and do Kaladi and Lilith at some point in time, but now I have to think I have to make room for it. Mm-hmm. I still have my Arcanists. Yeah, the other problem is most of my collection of metals and stuff, so I don't know if there's even a market for it anymore. Yeah, hmm. that's a good question. Yeah, I'm I'm probably gonna put a few things up on the trade boards uh like i said mainly stuff that's already still in boxes that's easy to ship i guess and i could everything. try and trade yeah like if i do large yeah, large trade. swaths of stuff for money or dreamer <laughs> <laughs> yeah who's gonna trade you their dreamer though well did if they he... want to buy me a dreamer box to get a deal <laughs> he's getting did he just get nerfed <laughs> Uh, there is, there is talk that he had just gotten nerfed. Speaking of the errata, right? Speaking of the errata. <laughs> hey, what a transition. Oh, man. Who said we were rusty? You sound uh, like you're pro at that transition right there. All right, so <laughs> just point at it some more, Rudy. That'll help. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Dreamer, with the, okay, so are we going to talk about the errata or do we just want to focus on gaining grounds? Yeah, I'm gonna pull up the I'm gonna pull up the account be, or the, uh, the the original post because it's oh, yeah, got an overview of the things and we can use that as smart. sort of an outline for what we're talking about. Yeah, that's smart because I've been looking through like the errata itself and for some, I think yeah, the did... problem is each of those cards doesn't actually show what has changed on them. So yeah, we have well, no I was looking idea. at the actual document <laughs> and it says I mean the actual document does, but they're not. I seem to I thought they used to have dates when like they added new stuff, but I think they got rid of uh, that. On on this errated card, it does say errata January twenty seventeen. Well, I mean, and it will the, print that. Like in the actual document, there's the ten thunder section. It says all the different errata that happened, but it used to like in parentheses at the end say when that took effect, but it does not now. Ah, so I, I don't know if that's the a, newest things that are dated, if I recall. Well, like nothing <laughs> is, so it's not even like I'm looking at Mizaki and they have her thing, and there's no date, so I don't know if that's an that's a change that oh. I don't know, it might have just been left off accidentally in the newest version. So Mizaki's deadly dance changed. Uh, we talked about this a little bit. She has before the show. Oh, uh, she gains that. a zero action, which is awesome because she never had right. One before. It was a one so action, which good. meant it never happened. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Now the zero action, so you get, and she doesn't have a zero action on her card, so that's real nice for her. Uh, until the start of her next activation, downburst is rewarded slightly. So she, target number of defense duel increased, rolling thunder trigger added. Yeah, she's got a, a lot of little tweaks. I'm going to have to pull up that new card. Wow, yeah. this is going to be good. I think the coolest thing the coolest man. thing for Justin is he liked Deadly Dance because he likes playing a disguised Misaki, which gives him the ability to do that on a zero instead of using a one action, which is great. The coolest thing for me is I love the idea of uh, actions that, that trigger actions, and I feel like so frequently Misaki's turn would be move into position and then charge stocking Basento. But if you can get her into position, like say you say you charge stocking Basento without needing the extra one action, you can then also downburst to push everyone away from you, and then thunder to push someone back into base with you and do more attacks and damage, right? So like 
she she gained some really cool uh, attack move, attack move, attack move sort of stuff, which I dig, uh, especially with her next target thing. So like I can charge someone, hit them, next target, hit them again, next target again, downburst in a new position, uh, and then go into thunders and take five attacks on a charge. Um, I'm into it. Or four attacks on a charge, rather. All right. Not selling Mizaki. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, not that I was thinking about it at all. Anyway, yeah. all right. So there's Mizaki. She didn't have a big change. So let's move on to Tara. Tara had some changes. What happened to her? Uh, Tara cl- clarified stutter time as per the fact and gained infiltration void. So essentially, for for a long time, what you needed to do to use Tara, and this might be better for Justin to talk about because he actually did this. Uh, you had to buy the the Dead of Winter upgrade to unlock the ability to hire death marshals and anything else that had uh that was in that list uh, out of fact a couple of phases originally it was you took dead of winter which let you take void wretches death marshals and the nothing beast out of fashion so after uh the upgrade for karina you only had that only let you take death marshals because karina could then let you take void stuff out of faction and mm-hmm. then there was the Scion of the Void that came out, which let you do all that as well. So there were three Band-Aid abilities that let you take her thematic stuff in Rezzers. So they just clarified that and gave it Infiltration, which is the way everything else like that works. Yeah. Now, uh, a side effect of this means that you can't hire, you know, three Void Wretches and two Death Marshals because Infiltration only lets you hire up to four. Uh, not that that was a common... Only in Rezzers. But, yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. So... That was common, but that is definitely something that you would uh, to keep in mind. Oh, Levy. Levy causing all the problems. <laughs> not only was he not right, neither was Tara because of him. <laughs> Isn't that how that happened? He would, like They pushed him to book two because he was not ready, and they put Tara in. <laughs> something like that. And then she yeah. wouldn't. Obviously, she needed some tweaks. So. Speculation. Oh, All this... speculation. Is it? No, that was an yeah. open beta. <laughs> Well, but but at the same time, we we I mean, there was an open beta, and we were playing with the idea of doing him. And the, yeah, anyway, I'm pretty sure it's anyway. been mentioned, and it was three years ago. So I, I think I <laughs> Justin read that said somewhere. it on a podcast. I'm sure. Don't blame him because he doesn't work for weird anymore. <laughs> All right, so Tara got some fun new stuff, including infiltrate, and then uh, yes. What? Now, she did get one other thing, which is her Dead of Winter upgrade was changed. So now it is, uh, instead of letting you, it still gives negative two willpower to things with fast, or enemy models with fast, but now it lets uh, void models within 12 or something that get hit. Where's the document? Discard a card to reduce damage to one. So with uh, Incorporeal, with most of our thematic models, you need to be doing... Two one or reduce damage by one? Reduce damage by one. And it's to a minimum of zero as well, I think. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if it's that. But I do know you need to hit something with like a damage five to actually do more than one damage to it with Incorporeal. So, nice. assuming you have yeah. cards in hand. Ten cards in hand. <laughs> the other and it's cool Terry, you don't mind pitching them. Another thing that happened is that the uh, Nothing Beast got nerfed out of uh, Enforcer Brawls because he's too good. By making him a henchman, so <laughs> yeah, they did. He gets to uh, use soul stones now. 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he gains the void characteristic, like all of the other stuff in Terra's forces. So, she can so the build. cool thing about that is it gives him two upgrades. He can take void shield oh, and something true. else. He can take two upgrades now. And he can burn stones to prevent now, which is which means he's gonna half damage. He's gonna void shield and or dead of winter away damage. And if he gets it down to two or three, if it's still at more than one at that point in time, he can burn a stone to prevent from there. Yeah, which he's is got ugly. Even more tanky. All right. Uh, all right so i guess the other big faction that got a lot of changes well uh lenny got got toned down he lost his ram fun for masters that was mostly that's hurting uh somer and um mainly per ophelia Ophelia. perdita because they could take Thinking or thinking luck, but there was it was there was nothing to think about. Hey, and the rooster riders <laughs> lost reckless. So a lot there, of changes there's actually in this a one. lot of there's a lot of people who are grumbling about that a little bit. I, I get it. I, I never bought but, them, so I. That's true. <laughs> well, I think the the problem is that like they they were such a auto include for a lot of those sort of um, suicide uh, dive decks, right? And so. When people were, I think anytime that you have a model that is literally like a cornerstone, they they want to try and knock it down a little bit so that there's at least a choice there. Yeah, especially when there's, uh, you know, a lot of models in a faction. If you're only picking one for most lists, yeah, it's probably too good. Uh, if it's not a choice, it's not interesting. Yeah, yeah that, so, that's where I'm at. Like, I, I want it to be. I want to have tough. I want to have good choices that I have to choose between. I don't want to be able to say, "Well, these are things I want." All right. So then, which so crew is like that? So never mind. <laughs> All right. So then, uh, let's talk about Neverborn. Tannen got bumped up to six. What? <laughs> that's from forever ago. Oh, he's been that way. <laughs> I just li- like the idea that I've been playing him as a five all this time. Never I'm noticed. Sure I'm sure people still are, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so. I'm going to send you something now via the, the Hangout. Okay. As long as I don't have to type in anything, I'll be fine. Uh, so the big thing in the uh, Neverborn was Lucius, right? He got the most significant stuff. Do you want to talk about that, Justin? So Lucius got massively buffed, or, yeah, at least insofar as going from (laughs) absolute bottom tier to really solid. I don't know if he's top tier, because that's Nelly, but uh, he's he's really good. Devil's Deal, which is his ability, which lets him smack a minion to get a soulstone back after he spends one to resolve an action, got dropped to two damage. And uh, his auras, like, same with Elite Training, got increased from three to six inches so he does not have to position quite so close to the front and dangerously and he just affects more stuff uh his commanding presence uh that's a big thing though the the fact that he can Mm -hmm. hit minions uh more stuff with that is great yes not that he's because the uh, minion thing was just so limiting i remember when i was playing him it was like uh it was very frustrating his elite training ability very rarely came up, and it yeah. was only like minions within three got positive to attack or melee attack flips, 
or claw attack actions. And now it's minions, mimic, and guardsmen models. So it'll hit enforcers and henchmen like Master Queeg or Captain Dashel, or I don't really play him in Neverborn. I guess you're doppelganger. And it's attack flips and horror duels. So he himself gives out the lawyer buff that uh, you would take so that your people could actually pass those horror checks that he's doing. So, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I cool. love that. That's really good on the face of it there. And there's more. Just everything about him changed. It's so good. His commanding presence, it dropped from 18 to 12 inches. Let me get his old code. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, used to be 18. Uh, but it's only target number 12 now instead of 13, which makes it a bit easier for those minions that he's often affecting with it to pass. But it is no longer restricted to just minions. It's now just a friendly model within 12 inches in LOS. Yeah. So he can actually target himself with that and command himself to take another walk action and then command somebody else to do something as he then finished a walk action for a 3 AP for 1 AP, as long as you can pass those horror duels, which are Very only target fun. number 12 now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you can, you can finally, he finally has some synergy with henchmen and enforcers and things that yeah. aren't minions. That was the ability Dude, I was thinking of earlier. Walk. Tell him about what? The 8 inch walk. Oh yeah, yeah, so he, he commanding presence himself after, er, Take a walk action, commanding presence, name yourself, tell yourself to take another walk action. So you're walking eight inches, and then because you're finishing a walk action, you can do it again. So <laughs> it's it's yeah. actually a three for one now that I've read it again. I mean you can't you can't uh, do it to yourself twice, but you can technically walk. Command yourself to walk, walk, command someone else to do something. Exactly. Yeah. So it's still three AP being generated. That's pretty good. I like that. And I think you actually could if you were playing against never or Rezzers and uh, there was some hanged on the field because then you lose immunity to horror duels. So <laughs> you <laughs> could is... actually command someone to <laughs> beat the stuffing out of a hanged wow. or if there was some way to get hanged. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, let's make sure Netherborn can't get hanged though. Let's <laughs> the best, yeah. yeah, I think we'll mm -hmm. just avoid that being a thing. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I... But I mean, he's already willpower seven, so I think he'd be pretty good to take against Jack Daw or something like that, who often runs hanged. Yep. So you could get some sneaky additional mileage out of that, which is entirely in theme with Lucius, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he looks pretty good in the new mm -hmm. version. I'll have to give him a read-through. The fact that you can target yep. with that uh, the commanding presence and not just minions is so big. Yeah, it's Because that was the worst huge. part about playing him. It makes him so much more of an Obey Master. Like, it, it, originally he was yeah. a minion buffing master, and he did that in such a way that was often difficult to capitalize on. Now he can do it so long as it's anybody, and you're willing to risk a paralyze. Oh, I know, because yeah. I tried to play him as an Obey Master, and it was not fun. <laughs> All of his abilities were just a little bit too expensive, as will be. Like, that's only the front of his card, too. There's still the back. All of his tactical actions changed. So, yeah. But, uh... So give him a look if you uh, thought you liked his fluff, but knew he was terrible. <laughs> he is no longer terrible. He's yeah. very solid now. I, got, I was spooked. There were a couple times during our game uh, that if, if I think that if I hadn't have been able to capitalize on that that charge and some of those other things, that like there were some duels that went my way that probably ought not have. Um, mm -hmm. There were moments like 
Lucius Papaloco is terrifying. Yes, because of Terracotta Warriors, but we'll get to that. <laughs> so, so the back of his card, all of his abilities do largely the same things that they did before, but they do them for just a bit cheaper now. So what lackeys are for, all of required a five of mass to go off and switch his place with thing in 10. But Guild Intelligence, which is a six inch bubble of don't mind me, used to be a a one action that required a nine to go off and now it's just a zero so <laughs> lots it's... and lots of interacts so that's fun <laughs> exactly so i think it'd be really good in dig their graves or things like that but uh it's like hey i'm in melee now i just order you to drop a scheme marker and then you beat the crap out of someone on your activation i'm so taking peacekeeper with him again peacekeeper <laughs> and then issue command change drop to a tn5 from a seven though range is well, range is the same it's always eight yeah the triggers change no it's more like prompt but uh which is good prompt is good mm -hmm. <laughs> we want it to be like prompt. Yeah, that's actually a <laughs> for, uh, because there spoiler alert there was a colette uh, nerf what no way just, uh, just a yeah. bit. Once per turn, <laughs> Colette's prompt got you can only do once per turn per model. So, you know, not a huge nerf, but a lot maybe that'll help me not take, you know, just uh Howard with her all the time. You <laughs> 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 gotta take take Howard and Joss and Cassandra and then you're good. One each. Once again, more more, <laughs> more actual choices. Of one. <laughs> anyway. Uh so yeah, so that was Lucius. He sounds like he's got some fun stuff going on. Also, the Guardian yep. got cheaper. That's cool. Also, min damage increased yeah. by one. The I have a Guardian model. I have a random. I have like four random guild models that I own for some reason, just from ran just from silly things. Lucius or uh, Leviticus probably right. Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess that's why I got the Guardian. Yep. I also have an Ostringer, so now I can take those. Lucius can bring those into Neverborn now, so that's fun. Yes. Uh, I've got one uh, of those, so I'll have to try that out. Now, the reason that the reason that that's the case is that they actually nerfed the Ostringers also. Yeah, but I'm fine with it. They made it so that I couldn't play Because they would do a thing where if they focus, they had an 18-inch range, and they've lost that ability. So they're no longer a sniper. They're a midfielder at best. Uh, though the reason I usually took them, which is the two action deliver orders, is still a thing, which I which makes me happy. Yeah. All right. So there's. You uh, get to play a little further forward, which is good because it's a little more risky it, and easier to kill. It's a more interactive game. Uh, yeah. Any other buffs you guys want to talk about? I mean, Montressor hey. Ironside's got tweaks. The Scribe got a tweak. But uh, Ironside has a tome on her defense, which is yeah. cool because it mm -hmm. means that she can take a nice shot my turn without having to worry about sandbacking tomes. Uh, the there's some other nerfs in there which are we're gonna, well, get we're gonna to. talk about. I the think, nerfs I think now, the biggest yeah. one for me, the biggest ones for me were Brewmaster's drinking contest got rewarded, were reworded so that is it, um, is it Sensei better? Yu can steal his zero action and actually make a drinking contest bubble. Okay. Which is awesome. No. Uh, and the Black Blood Shaman, who used to give out the Black Blood condition as opposed to the Black Blood ability, can now give out the Black Blood ability through a condition, meaning that if you stab a Illuminated and give them Black Blood, that blood and can be healed through clot and can be 
um, black blood pustuled and all those other th- cool things that unlock with black blood. Sorry. Does it also help just clarify it a bit? Because... because... <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it wasn't muted that time. Black blood shaman. Oh, the black blood shaman. I'm just going to ignore black blood shamans still. Uh, but they're so good. I know they are, but I just I can't wrap my head around it. I don't have the energy. <laughs> and I don't play anything with black blood, so I feel like it's got black blood in the name. It's just got to ignore it. Uh, the earth-shattering nerf, though, that's been looming over this whole discussion, the Rotten Bells casting oh. lure reduced by one to seven and also down to seven wounds. It's a sad day. I still think that they are a steal for five soul stones. <laughs> yeah. I, I would mean, very it, much agree with that. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, you're probably right. They're still pretty good. <laughs> that reduced to I mean, one. If, don't if don't discount the losing one wound, though, man. That is... Yeah, that is big. Like, <laughs> a, wound, a wound is a lot. But at the same time, they're at eight wounds for five stones. They're at seven now. It's way worse. They're seven Still for five stones. stones. And they, they dropped from casting eight to casting seven, right? What else can you think, what else can you think of that, that has that kind of... There's one other thing that has that kind of wound for cost, I think. Flash yeah. Construct? Yeah. Flash Construct. They do much better, but less versatile, I guess. Yeah, uh, they don't have a seven lure. That's true. Yeah. They just have a giant so a cast meat hook. They should get that on the Flesh Constructs now, probably. If you played no. Rezzers and you didn't take Bells, it was only because you were someone who liked Doxies instead, so... Yeah, who would do that? That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, I did. I, did. I, I like Doxies a lot. Actually, I do like that because it makes the Doxy better. I mean, now people are going to start playing them. That was the problem. Mm-hmm. Good thing I own mine already. The price is going to skyrocket on Doxies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and now necropunks are better too because they cost five so less competition well, not that they it's did true. anywhere near the same thing in a game but <laughs> so uh yeah that's pretty much everything i think we might have missed a few things but uh good errata talk <laughs> You guys ready to talk about the uh, Gaining Grounds 2017 document? I am not, but I will be. I mean, I am. I, it's, uh, I got it open. I'm ready. It's big. I got it open. Looking at a picture of Sue and something. Yeah, I'm looking at that. Now, nothing on that page has changed so far. No. I'm just going to go to the right to the scheme rules because I'm pretty sure that's yeah. the big change. All of the strategies, unless there have been minor wording changes, all of the strategies are the same. But there are ten. And this so, are also... and there's ten of them. There's a lot of strategies, right? It's more than ten, yeah. No, but schemes. There's more than ten. There's ten strategies still. Oh, that's true. But the only there's only five that are shown in in here. Yeah, the are they... five are in the standard rule book. But they're in the rotation still, right? They are. That's true. Yeah. So, yeah, there, there's ten total strategies. I think that's a good number. I mean. Especially with rotating through both of them. And then yep, the schemes. Yep. So we have schemes, and they've all shifted around on the flip chart, which is fun. There's some new stuff. So let's just go through the the scheme like flip chart in order and sort of talk about sure. what's there. So the first one is the always available, which is now claim jump. 
which is not line in the sand or uh, convict labor. That is true. It is a different thing. This is a new one, right? Completely yeah, new. Yeah, it is. This scheme may not start revealed. That's a new thing that they like. Did they did they get go away with the? It must start. May not start revealed. Can anything start um, revealed now? It doesn't need sixteen. Right? It, yeah, it I know, but I'm wondering if they mixed them in now. Ooh. Instead of having everything not being able to start revealed, there are uh, a combination of things that are able to be and benefit from being revealed within the game, and things that cannot. Which means the choose and reveal schemes has the reveal schemes part back very, into it right very exciting um and also they've added more of the because one of the big one of the big sort of paradigm shifts from from the first set to the second set where there were a lot less things that got scored at the end of the game meaning you were scoring more things periodically throughout the game um there were still a couple but the, the number was way down i think they yeah. brought back more of the things that can be revealed to be in the beginning of the game and things that get scored at the end of the game all right, so there's a so I don't have to not I have to make sure we know if it starts revealed or not or if it can not start revealed. All right, then we have uh, at the end of the, every turn after the first, yep. if this crew has at least two scheme markers within two inches of the center line of the board and not within two inches of an enemy model, and not within four inches of another friendly scheme marker, this crew scores AVP and removes all friendly scheme markers within two of the center line. So. Oh. Oh, just. It's worth noting that this screws with a lot of the other scheme marker things because it will remove all scheme markers (laughs) within two inches of the center. I kind of hosed you in our game because one of those scheme markers that I used, I think, on turn two for, or turn three for uh, Bury the Corpses. No, maybe not. Because I feel like I. No, because I think I prevented you from doing it the one time and then you. Yeah. So again, it sticks with the theme of the always available thing being center line markers and annoying so that's good didn't change that too much <laughs> the friendly yeah. stuff being removed is interesting so it definitely makes some, for some interesting choices yeah, when I mean, you're looking at your scheme options more of a, makes you have more of an AP sync into it to get the full points for it because before if you had two people who ran up a flank and dropped you know the three scheme markers and then protected them you could just get away with doing it with three AP right now you need to continue to take AP to drop ski markers on center line after the enemy knows that's what you're doing. Yep. All right. Um, now we have... But our... it takes less of that. It's yeah. Just, it's interesting. I like it. I'm going to move on to... I actually the... took it. I don't nope. think I ever took convict labor. I took it a couple times. I periodically took convict labor. It depended on the crew, though. Mm-hmm. All right. So yeah. on doubles, then, we have eliminate the leader. Which did that change at all? It doesn't look like it. Changed. A little bit, a little bit, only a little bit. Um, essentially, now uh, instead of so, it used to be that the first time they reduced to to half, you you scored a victory point. The first time they reduced to zero wounds, you scored a victory point. And the first time they left play, you scored a victory point. Right? Yeah. Um, killed or sacrificed for the zero now wounds. It, now it's the first time they're reduced to half, you get a point. The first time they're reduced to zero or killed or sacrificed, you get a point. And if they're not on the table at the end of the game, you get a point. Okay. Um, meaning Leviticus, who used to give up three points on turn one by using his zero action, now will only give up two points and potentially save his last one. Yeah. Very interesting. Or things like uh, McCabe, who, when he becomes dismounted, would give up all three. You know? Mm-hmm. All right. So not a big t- change, but something to keep in mind. 
Next up, we have Accusation. This is a brand new one, right? Yeah, brand new. Uh, may not start revealed. Non-peon models in this crew may target a non-peon enemy model within one inch that is not yet activated this turn. One interact action to give the target the following condition. For the rest of the game, accused, this model gains the following action. One, hold it. Remove the accused condition from this model. This action may not be taken while this model is engaged. No other action or ability can remove this condition. The first time an enemy model gains the accused condition, reveal the scheme at the end of every turn after the first. The crew may end the accused that condition on the enemy model to gain one VP. So this is a new shake it off thing, basically yep. replacing that. And, uh, you know, it's a slightly different tweak, right? Yep. I don't, I, yeah, it's not, it's not much different. They changed the name. Yeah. <laughs> you can no longer spend two AP to do it to something that hasn't, yeah. or that is already activated. So it has to be an unactivated yeah, model. They took away huh? the activation thing, but they've also, so basically it's like the first season version of that thing without the, uh, the sort of AP multiplier on models that have activated. But they have left in the verbiage for uh, you can't take this while uh, engaged and not you can't. It, it's not an interact action, right? So what used to happen is you would put that thing on the on a performer, and the performer would interact to get rid of it while still engaged. Yeah. But now yep. it's you can't. They take merged that them, hmm. and you can't do it to anything that's activated already. Yeah. Huh. All right. So that's a nerf oh, to cruelagains, right? <laughs> score Very one like for the necropunks yeah. yes uh, <laughs> <laughs> next up uh, we have dig their graves on crows this one somebody else want to read it because I'm tired of reading them sure uh, this scheme may not start revealed reveal this scheme once this crew has scored any VP from it once per turn after this crew kills or sacrifices an enemy non-peon model that is within four inches of one or more scheme marker friendly to this crew Score one victory point. Then your opponent may remove one scheme marker friendly to your crew within four inches of the killed or sacrificed model. If this scheme uh, and another of your schemes would score VP off of the same model being killed or sacrificed, you must choose only one of your schemes to score from. Meaning you can't get new, uh, kill the leader and dig their graves at the same time. All right. No more double tapping. Yeah. The, I we I played this one. I played this one and uh, the the always one, claim jump. And it was because I wanted to create an interesting fork where he was damned if he did and he was damned if he didn't. Meaning, if I put ski markers down and he left them alone, I would score. Um, yeah, dig your graves. Uh, 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 claim jump, and yeah. if I put them down and he tried to block claim jump, I could kill him and score dig their graves. How'd that go? Real, real good. <laughs> All right. Yep. Good. Very exciting. Uh, we have next up on the tome, we have Leave Your Mark. So this does, uh, we had this Has before, so we're not going to change it. We have Frame for Murder uh, again on Rams. So still going to happen a bunch. Yeah. But it's on a suit now, which means we're going to see it a quarter of the time. Wasn't that on doubles before, though? Awesome. Because Frame for Murder was always one of my favorite schemes. Wasn't it originally it's... on doubles or something? It was. It was yeah, on. Okay. It's on. It was on doubles. So if you ever got a double number or a double suit, so there was. It was still it was, relatively. Yeah, it was 
frequent. But suited is probably. But now, oh no wait! Oh no wait! It was distract, I think. Or no, I think you're right. I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, it's fine. It's on Rams now, so it's going to happen a lot, which is good because I like Frame for Murder. Yeah. I'm right? a fan. It's fun. Uh, Frame for Murder used to be a uh, five. It wasn't uh, doubles. Oh, okay. it was five. Okay. Huh. You know, it was almost never. Now it's uh, all the time. It's going to be awesome. I mean, there's. Yep. Yeah. There's four fives in deck, so that's. It's going to be sometimes. interesting because. It will hopefully push us towards this idea of, uh, like, I know that Chris, Lomar, I don't know how to spell it, say his last name, Chris, who plays Arcanist here, loves to shove a Howard Langston with Frame for Murder on me and be like, do something about it. Um, and usually that's something has to be, I kill it. But if I can think ahead, if that's in the, because it'll always be in the thing. If I can figure out a way to crowd control him without actually killing him, all the better. Yeah, with Howard, mm, right? Good luck. Good luck. Uh, uh, well, Brewmaster. There you go. Yeah, uh, yeah, Brewmaster. Everyone's favorite. Or, and this is something <laughs> I learned from uh, Matt. Oh, who's the guy who came came down from Seattle all the time? Mark. Him adjusting. Mark. No, not Mark. He's from um, Canada. I don't know. It's all the same. There's too many Vancouver's up there, man. Too many Vancouver's. Who won? Whatchamacallit? Um, Matt Beasley? Matt Beasley. I did have Matt right. Yeah. Matt Beasley did one against me while I was up in Seattle where he thought I had Frank for murder on Frank. And so he jumped through all kinds of loops, hoops. To like do just enough damage and leave him with enough burning that he would die at the end of turn, but he wouldn't technically be giving the credit for it. <laughs> yeah. um, so there are ways around that. So it, it'll be interesting to see those kind of plays sort of come to the surface because of the regularity of, of uh, frame for murder. Yeah. All right. Now on to the numbered schemes. So we've got covert breakthrough is back <laughs> on the one. Uh, undercover entourage hanging out at the two show of force is now three yeah these are all these have not these are the same thing as before they might have been tweaked wording but they haven't changed their name so I'm not going to read them Uh, (laughs) right now live to you on the podcast because that would be tiring hunting party is four hidden trap that's a new one Uh, this game this one game may not start revealed it's good because it's hidden. That would be really weird if it could. At the end of the game, this crew earns a VP for each enemy non-peon model within three inches of one or more friendly scheme markers. Then remove all of this crew's scheme markers, which are within three of an enemy model. So this is an end-of-the-game trap. Yeah. All right. It's like plant explosives at the end of the game. Hmm. Okay. That's interesting. I wonder how many other end of the game scheme marker ones there are. I guess we have covert breakthrough, so we'll see. Right, and the fact the fact that they get removed, all 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 scheme markers within three of an enemy model. So, like, oh, it's gonna get crazy because for a long time those ones were uh, choose three scheme markers that are within or remove a scheme marker 
within such and such, gain a point for each ski marker you remove, right? Nice. This one has that blanket that says every single one of them is getting removed at the end of the game, which yep. means if you have two of them like that and leave your mark, let's say, um, then you'll lose more of them than you want. And you'll have to choose which one you want to score first to, to get the most out of those things and blah, 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 blah. Hmm. All right. Then we have uh, on the six, a new one, recover evidence. The scheme may not start revealed again. You may reveal this scheme at the beginning of any turn. After revealing this scheme, the opponent chooses five of their models in play or all of their models in play if they have less than five. Place an enemy an enemy evidence marker in base contact with the model chosen by the opponent. Uh, models, not model. That would, yeah. This uh, models in this crew can take a one interact to remove an enemy evidence marker in base contact with itself. If they do, you get a VP. Hmm. So I think you, this one is awesome. I'm very yeah. excited to play it. Huh? Yeah, I do like that. That sounds fun. You get to place ma place markers, and you get to go steal them. Yeah. Hmm. It's like well, you're shaking them down. I dig it. That'll be fun. Number seven is setup, which we've already had. Number eight is search the ruins, which we've also already had. Number nine is mark for death. Yep. Number ten is Talem. This is a new one. Uh, this scheme may not start revealed. All minion models in this crew may target an enemy master or henchman model within six inches in line of sight with a one interact action to give them the following condition for the rest of the game. Spotted. This condition is removed if this model is outside of line of sight of all enemy models at the end of its activation. No action or ability may remove this condition. The first time an enemy model gains the spotted condition, reveal this scheme. At the end of every turn after the first, this crew may end the spotted condition on one or more enemy models to gain a VP. So <laughs> I think that's awesome. That's, awesome. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of fun. Uh, uh, line of I sight. I would probably yeah. not try and do that against a Seamus. <laughs> I'd avoid it against Hamelin. <laughs> but uh, yeah. It's also true. Well, I think Hamelin's going to take that and be awesome at it. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's fun. Uh, yeah, the line of sight. Yeah, wow. Yeah, that's going to depend on your table a lot. It's a big terrain one, too. So Hard to beat again. Hard, hard to take against Lilith. I can't trees. claim credit for this one, but there was some, I was browsing the guild forums, and people were talking about taking death marshals to bury, is it your leader? Uh, yeah, it's, oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's master henchman. or henchman, though, so it's a lot of stuff. Yeah, right, but you bury whoever gets gets triggered. And, yeah. Well, then you have to activate that. Well, no, wait, because the only time you can get rid of it is... You can't get rid of it, but they can't score it if it's not on the table. Ah, well, that's dumb. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. I am going to give up the ability of my master to, to prevent deny you three. one one VP. If if a game's that close, maybe. Uh, cool. So that's a fun one. I do like that one. Then we have a inspection isn't on an eleven. Uh, that's a new one too, right? I'm, I'm I haven't played a ton of 2016, so I'm. Yeah, no inspection is um um outflank, new outflank from a... from second thing. Okay, it's a tweaked. You get outflank. to where the central oh. line meets the board edge, and then you stay there. Okay, little tweak thing there, and then we have a quick murder again. That one is on a 12, and that's the same as before. 
And then on a 13, this is a, the last new one, and it's the last, or it's last stand. May not start revealed. Reveal it at the end of any turn. At the end of every turn after the turn, this scheme has been revealed. If this crew has at least three enforcer or henchmen, any combination of at least three models in play completely outside of their deployment zone, this and this crew has fewer models in play than the enemy crew, score a VP. Ooh, I love that. Because mm -hmm. that's like, if that's there, that's going to want me to play a really elite heavy crew. Yeah. Lots of enforcers and henchmen, and then just try and push that ball into the uh, enemy court, I guess, to use a sports metaphor. Um, so by by starting with a smaller number of models, I can begin to score that early. I could imagine 10 Thunders, like something like a Sami with their things that key off enemies scoring VP. Yeah. Or no, where you're outnumbering them anywhere. Well, no, no, I'd have to look I, at think, that. I think you're right. I think Asami will really like this, but I think the reason Asami will like this is she can summon a bunch of things that are uh, at flicker one, have them do a bunch of stuff, and then let them disappear before the end of the turn so that you can still have less numbers of models on, on, on the board, right? And then if you take that upgrade, they drop scheme markers too, right? Yeah. No, yeah. she's... I'm going to love that. I'm about that. <laughs> fun, fun, fun. So that's the uh, new stuff with Gaining Grounds 2017. Uh, Justin, I think you said you got to get going soon, so I'd like to thank you for being on again, taking up for oh, yeah. Ken, who's uh, <laughs> lost somewhere. I don't know what happened to him, man. He's He still exists. He's on Twitter still. Like I've seen well, him tweet. He got uh, married, and then he went on a honeymoon, and now he, I, I presume he's, he's home. He's back, in, he's back home now. I saw him on Twitter. He's tweeting about stuff not on the podcast though we'll have to send a search party i'm gonna be back in detroit for a little I say, bit so i'll uh, are, track him down someone to break his knees that's true so, i have connections <laughs> i've got connections in michigan so we'll find them uh so yeah but thanks for coming on justin uh i'll let you get going now and me and rudy will wrap up all right thank you it, as always it was really fun to be here so right. <laughs> i'll see y'all later yep talk to you tomorrow and or friday oh he's gone already Dang. yep he's gone <laughs> all right rudy so that's the gaining grounds 2017 sure is uh what else are we gonna talk about um i don't know man the only, uh one thing we didn't mention about the kickstarter that i do like is that it seems like the number of backers has gone up a lot in the last couple yeah of there days. was there was a while where we were sort of bleeding backers but gaining money interestingly enough yeah um it's kind of weird but i yeah. feel like we've sort of bucked that trend and we started getting a few more a few more folk which is nice i don't know if maybe they're doing some advertising now that they're in the last week approximately well i think that i i think that the the play the the demo games going up on the kickstarter site has has given people more to see about the game itself and while some people are still frustrated about not seeing um like not seeing it on the tabletop with models and uh, it makes it more of a video game than a board, uh, tabletop game but the the real answer is that i'm sure they don't have enough money to make like they're doing the kickstarter because they need the money to do the production run right so it's it feels it feels difficult for me to expect a full production run from them before they start the kickstarter you know 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think if they if they had that, it, well, yeah, it's just it's you know it's the thing of is it a pre order? Is it a actual Kickstarter? You know? Yeah. Like, uh, and I think that they're doing all right with it. It's obviously that their their goal in this is not to make you know infinite money on kickstarter they're not trying to make nine million dollars like the you know, uh, I think their, box of their stuff goal has been and continues to be we want to get this game launched so that it has a real presence yeah they want to make their money at gen con 2018 yeah. <laughs> and in future you know they, they're looking long term yeah. so they're looking to launch a brand you know they're they're looking yeah, to, yeah. to make a new war game that We'll hopefully go up against uh, War Machine hordes and and 40k and all that stuff. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I'm. And from what I've seen, it looks like a fun, well balanced game. You can do it. Yep. I just got to decide what what I'm gonna, how much money I can spend on it, and what I want to get. See that that uh, you were talking about uh, the dual commander gibbering horde uh, guy. That model yeah. is so awesome. Oromatangi. He looks so dope. He makes me really want to like, play not King's Empire or Abyssinia. I think that <laughs> the thing that makes me most excited about Oromatangi is I can see him and the Alpha Crawler sort of back-to-back just bruising things. Yeah. Um, and I, I being... I'm, I'm, I'm coming into this from a, a, a skirmish battle background. I, I never played War Machine or hordes or or 40k so the the idea of the titan i don't i i've never played a game with a, a model that big yeah. um and so the the wow factor of being able to field two of those at once is is very exciting to me <laughs> yeah that that's kind of where i'm coming at it from playing drop zone which is a smaller scale so like the, like if you scale it accordingly like the biggest models it's in drop zone yeah it's a 15 mil game so basically you know the but it has that sort of feel because the models are gigantic like my biggest drop zone model is 120 millimeters long or something uh, it's a but it's, but it's a, because yeah because the models in that game are smaller scale enormous. so like so like a yeah basically they scaled it down to get you that size so that model is only a couple inches tall though and the average titan height is five inches or something i think they were saying or right around yeah. there yeah, so it'll be very interesting. Like if you if you look at the production pictures that they have, you've got the you've got the base taking up like all of the person's palm, and coming yeah. four or five. In, well, the hundred and twenty the, the rest of their hundred and twenty millimeters is basically I, I a wish CD. That they had gone Reddit with it. Sorry, go ahead. What was you? I was talking over you, and I didn't hear you. I was saying that the hundred twenty millimeters is basically a CD size, so you can get mm-hmm. that for your feel. I was hoping that they would go full Reddit on it and give us a banana for scale. <laughs> yeah, they do like bones and have one. They should put a. I guess they did do a couple pictures with like uh, Malifaux models for scale. So uh, the bones Kickstarter though, they have their little knight for scale. They call them and they use it for mm. everything. Which I backed that forever ago and it hasn't delivered yet. So what? Yeah, I remember. Like, it was like I a year and a half ago. <laughs> What? No, I wasn't right then. But I was like, it, I remember it happening, and and yeah. you being excited about these models. Yep, it was a long time ago. Soon, I guess. There's something about boats and shipping containers. So, 
I didn't even back that much though. But now that the other side's coming out, I really wish I had backed for the giant gun that they had in that because there was a huge, like World War II style giant artillery gun, and that would have been awesome for other side terrain. Yeah. Or a proxy even for some of the King's Empire stuff. That was probably too big for that though. Yeah. Very fun. So I'm going to figure out in the next couple of weeks what I want to pledge for. ECB Black Ops. You're talking the ECB Black Ops. We're, you're right. These the are models are amazing. Dope models. Yes. I finally found them again. The yeah. Doomseekers also look really good, though. Yep. Like, yeah. It depends on if you want to be a steampunk, like, arch, or not architect, um, engineer, or a steampunk you know, caster person. Yep, definitely. I'm going to have to talk about seeing those guys on the table at some point in time. Very, very good. Uh, yeah, ho- hopefully get a, another live stream game in with Dan. That I would do it. Uh, right. He's been playing Cult. I mean, it seems like there's a... Um... Seems like there's a, uh, a a demand for it. People want to see them, man. Yeah, I appreciate uh, weird being happy about it. us playtesters doing that. And it's fun to do. Uh, if you, I got stomped, but I tried to put on a happy face because it was on the live stream there. But it's easy because the mm-hmm. game is that fun. <laughs> there was a yeah. So the cult has their portal thing, and there's something that I, that's like they can place the portals, and Dan took full advantage of that, and I just could not catch up. One thing I will say is that the we played a one commander game, and having played one and two commander, I definitely prefer the two commander. It's so much fun. There's just so yeah, much so game. much brutality. You get a lot more flexibility. It's quite fun. Uh, the Abyssinia guys are cool. I like the fact that they have like squad titans. Those are fun. Like they have squads that come with a titan. What? So, yeah. What? Yeah. Basically, the like the mechanized infantry that I was playing the other day. They have it's you get two squads of three or two fire two fire teams of three and then a titan fire team with the unit. So very very cool. And they can reinforce and everything. So, so the thing that I'm pumped about is the the, the way the um, Jibbering Horde glories. Um, essentially, they turn around and eat their own people, and if they eat their own people, they go glory. So, like if I've got, say, I've got a Stormcaller on the or a uh, what's what's her name, Stormcaller. Sounds or right. Tempest Tempest Caller Tempest Caller. If I if I bring a Tempest Caller. And she has the thing that lets her uh, potentially summon back uh, eliminated fire teams or squads. Uh, then I can have my units eat the last of my last squad, a fire team from a squad, to go glory, and then uh, resurrect them or bring them back uh, in my deployment zone, and then give them a double move so that they're back in the like back and back in the fight. And I've gotten to glory someone out of it, you know, like it seems really cool that they have this um, sort of self-devouring but endless numbers kind of uh, uh, feel to them. I'm kind of excited to get in on the ground floor as a, as a monster race, right? Because when I started Malifaux, uh, someone was playing Razors, someone was playing Neverborn, 
the Gremlins weren't really a faction yet; they were part of Outcasts. And I was excited to play the Vickies, and so I played. I played. I played humans, and I never really did get into the monsters of Malifaux. Uh, but the aesthetic of the Jibbering Horde both looks really interesting to me, and the playstyle is that sort of violent, charging, rip your face off kind of playstyle, which looks great. I'm pumped. Yeah, I haven't played them yet. Sure. That's I'm my excited. next. That's my next one to try out. I've played all the other ones in testing, so I gotta give the gibbering horde a, a try. They look fun. The frenzy, yeah. the frenzy, which is your free commander, looks super cool. Right, three, three things for one master, and they don't have to like they they get the ability to run away if they get hit. They were yeah. big too. They're gigantic because one of those was in the. They have a production version of one of those that they showed off yeah. in one of the videos, and it is huge i didn't realize how big those things are and this their is models are kind of fun cool and dynamic the egg yeah. clutch is neat because you can eat them for free like you can just summon them to in order in order to eat them the morphling is the thing that gives you the extra attack uh i'm, I'm just uh 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 the devouring eel model is kind of up because it looks like it's got this big like jaw thing in the middle of its chest that eats and sucks people uh through the chest yeah. it's really demented um some cool so that's not cool, super into my aesthetic wheelhouse but it does look kind of dope cool cool models <laughs> yeah well and that's the yeah. that's a champion so yeah you don't have to play him if you don't want to true true fact i'd much rather uh, have a harmontangi and some uh see whatever operatives yeah the infiltrator that, models that, look good. Like the, the art in this game is fantastic because weird does fantastic art. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, oh, there's yeah. nothing I'm not excited about in this game. I think. Yep. So, uh, it's you know we'll just uh, have eight. There's more, our last little pitch. If we can get thirty thousand more dollars into the Kickstarter, then we're gonna get some neat stuff. So get out there and pledge. Uh, yeah, friends. Eight days left. All right. That's enough on the the other side, though. It's not coming out for a while, even after the Kickstarter. That's the thing. Like, that's the sad thing. The Kickstarter's going to be over, and we'll have to wait and wait patiently yep. or not yep. so patiently. Or not so patiently, uh, yeah. But uh, <laughs> it'll be fun <laughs> when it does come. All right. Yeah. So gives me time to get my malathon in line and, and see if I can't move some stuff and make some space in the bags. I may need a second bag. Yeah. I will I, likely need a second bag. I have luckily I have my drop zone bag, so I can just get some foam for it and I should be fine because it's a little bigger. Mm-hmm. It's a good size probably. Uh so yeah. Get your hobby space cleared off. Oh, I'm uh I'm gonna I think I'm gonna try and learn how to airbrush before they come. Yeah, that would be because, ideal. Yeah, well, not only that, but like my my hope is that the uh, the models that I'm gonna the the thing I'm gonna be going for is those really vibrant, colored, dangerous um, uh, aquatic creatures like poison dart frogs and uh, the, deep uh, sea. Deep what's sea. that thing called? The the crab or not the the shrimp? What is it called? Mm-hmm. The shrimp. I'm Googling it. It's like a rainbow shrimp or something. The mantis shrimp. Yes, the mantis shrimp. You're going to paint them like yes, a mantis Yes, no, I shrimp. definitely had a picture of a mantis shrimp. I mean, I'm sure you've seen the opening comic of the mantis strip, right? 
What? Have you seen the Oatmeal's comic about the mantis shrimp? No. It's it's glorious. You and the listeners should look it up because it's hilarious. Oh, uh, maybe I have. I, you probably have. It came out. It has been out for a few years. It's not new, so you may have seen it and forgotten it. Maybe. But paint sounds, all of like paint all of your gibbering horde to look like that because it'll be amazing. <laughs> so drag this in here so I can share it. Yeah, because I can't type anything, so you gotta. <laughs> Uh, uh, okay, I'm going to do this instead. That's stupid. This is fantastic radio. Yep. Here, look at this link that I'm sending you on this other chat this other chat window. Yep, it's a mantis shrimp, guys. Just Google it. If you're still listening, that'd be impressive. Uh, right. You're waiting and for I think the... I would know how I would try to do that as, with an airbrush. Yeah, that'd be very cool. Yeah, the airbrush is definitely the way to go if you want to do that many colors, I think. And that much yeah. blending, it'll definitely help and with that. that many, like, because I'm going to have to do that on five or six models per unit, right? Well, per fire most team. of them, most, yeah. Well, yeah, depending on how many are in a fire team. Yeah, it's a lot yeah. of models. We're going to paint a lot of stuff. Yeah, I was trying to, like, you're going to get a lot of stuff, even if you just do, you like, the do dual commander. Line, which is something I've never had to do for Malifaux will be important. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Actually, that's already how I paint a lot of stuff, so... Like I'll yeah. get, I don't really do individual model painting, so uh, I'm familiar with it. But definitely airbrush would be the way to go. I'm still yeah. having a tough time decide what I want to play though. It's the gibbering horde, like I, the dual commander guy for them is so cool. Want to play cult? Because I don't want to play cult. I don't like the cult's the one that I'm least interested in for some reason. Me too. Uh. Yeah, I think as I keep, I play one, and I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. I want to play this faction, and then I play another one. That's the same thing. So, good problem. Could be worse. I guess you yeah. could play a faction and go. I don't want to play any of these factions. I guess I'm not playing this game. That's yeah, that'd be bad. I won't do that because I definitely like some of them. It's just a matter of deciding which. The thing is, I'm like the gamesmanship type person in me is like, oh, I should do the duel with two that are on the same side but i think if i am honest with myself the two that i like the most are the uh king's Parts empire Abyssin, yeah. no i think i like the king's empire oh. and abyssin or in uh and uh Horde, yeah. Hearts. yeah interesting but yeah i'll i'll nail it down some point <laughs> the thing is i like the I don't, yeah, I don't like the Abyssinia. Like, I like some of them, but not enough to I really want to get that faction. You know? Yeah. I think if I wasn't going hard, I'd probably be going Abyssinia because I like the idea of the of the super high tech people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're and they're the squads of the Titans are really um, cool, but they're like their commanders for some reason just don't click with me. I really dig the Frenzy. I really dig the Haramatangi. Like. Yeah. All of those things are great. And I think the only model in Hordes that I'm not super into is that champion one, which I don't need to play. Mm-hmm. Whereas King's Empire, yeah. I like a lot of their stuff. And I'm aesthetically speaking for most of this conversation, because that's what I, I'm not a power gamer by any means. So, you know, realistically, mm. that's what I'm pledging based on. So that's why I should just not worry about 
maximizing the dual commander going across factions and just get what I want, you know. And when it comes out at retail, I can always pick up more toys if I really want to. So, true fact. We'll figure it out. There's always retail. It's not like this is going to be a Kickstarter that is the one-off Kickstarter, and then it's nothing. Yeah, I'm. Yep, I'm pretty sure of that. So. Thanks everybody for listening to the Mistakes Were Made podcast. Uh, this is, and thanks to Justin again for being on. You can find us on Twitter at MWM Podcast, and that is the best place to reach us. So don't worry about any of those other methods. Yeah. Uh, well. If you don't have Twitter, uh, uh, I don't know. Find us on Facebook or something. <laughs> <laughs> or you could uh, follow us uh, on Podbean. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, and Twitter's free, so you should just get it. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks, Rudy. We'll talk to you later. All you want in life for the price of your soul. All the money you can fold, power that you can hold. I'll put you in control. Only if you're down to roll down these train tracks tonight. Where are we going to go? Sit down on the chance waiting for